What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This is part two of our interview with Anwar on this week's show. Anwar is an amazing local wholesaler who has done some really crazy things so far with real estate. In the second part of this episode, we chat about combating shiny object syndrome, focusing on your niche, the insane power of meetups and networking, having a stable job while investing, and so much more. This interview was so much fun and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. Even like to things outside of of real estate and stuff, you know, like just to just to kind of taste, you know, and like take those take those risks once in a while, you know, those opportunities. Like, you know, I don't I don't even know really. Um, just trying to think of an example that's like, <laughs> oh, you know, well. uh, or yeah, you know, if you wanted to, I don't know, maybe like buy things at a garage sale and flip them on eBay or something you know, like give it a shot. You know what I mean? Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Like you lose a little bit of money in some of your time, like things like that, you know, and like just kind of be tasting things all the time and like trying things out, see what you like, see what you don't, you know, and and just kind of see like where, what, eh, like what you hit it off with. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely good. I mean, especially if you're at a younger age, you know, try different things and, you know, really see it to, to the, to the, to the extent yeah uh, one thing that we also have to be careful is to just what they call the uh shiny shiny object uh, syndrome object syndrome yeah yes. yep because we'll be distracted like oh there's bitcoin dogecoin crypto you know <laughs> yeah. this, uh, real estate you know Amazon, yeah. all this so we can we'll be distracted with all these things and we never give it a hundred percent each one of them so yeah, I, I got caught up with that in the beginning of my business because like, oh shoot, I can I can do whatever I want. I can do this, I can do that. And I got so distracted with other things that my real estate business started to fail. And then and then I started focusing on this and I had to learn this new stuff. And then I kept jumping around and I was like, okay, Anwar, you're all over the place. Focus on one thing and see if that's gonna pan out. If it doesn't, then move on. Yeah. And and so I actually tried eBay stuff and and I was like, you know, I'm going to do eBay and then I'm going to do real estate at night and then do eBay. And that just, for me, it just wasn't working out. I just, I, I didn't have the, the act to it. I mean, there's other millionaires that do it all the time easily, but I just like real estate. I don't know what it is. I just have a love for real estate, but, but yeah, you just want to be careful with this shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And if you're going to try something, give it all you got for like at least three to six months. And if it doesn't pan out, you can decide then, you know, but at least I tell people, Whatever you're doing, give it at least three months. You know, yeah. whatever it is you're doing to see if it's something that's gonna, but you have to go all in, see if it's gonna work out. Yeah. Because that way you can make the decision if you want to go through with it or not. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I, I feel like that's something that's pretty tough in real estate, especially because literally like everybody is doing something at least a little bit different. You know, like I see it all the time. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to keep that exactly that one thing. You know, and side note, have you, uh, have you read that book called the one thing? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like after reading that book, man, like that changed everything, yeah. you know, instead of like the analogy that, uh, like I know Brandon Turner on the bigger pockets podcast uses it a lot, but you know, having like all those different activities and like the shiny object syndrome, 
um you know and thinking of those as like bridges to like the main goal that you want to get to and instead of just doing your one thing and taking that bridge all the way to that island you know you're putting a little bit of attention here a little bit here you know a little bit effort here and yeah you have a bunch of bridges none of them get to the goal that you want mm-hmm. you know and like i feel that's something that you know i've really kind of discovered probably within the past six months like really dominantly um you know it's like just to have that like one one thing right that you're focused on right you know and like even with multitasking and stuff like just just trying to do literally like one thing at a time mm-hmm. you know and like it, i kind of see it like a little bit everywhere so i'm like oh yeah. okay yeah. yeah that's like a really central at least in my opinion like a really central idea you know to kind of be successful you know what i mean and right. i just it's really interesting you know because yeah. you're right like especially in real estate man like you know the people are doing short-term rentals and buying holds and wholesaling and like there's so many different things that you can do and there's so many different ways that you can do it there's you're so like there's, there's just so many parts that you can mix together and like it's yeah. tough to find that one path and be like oh actually this is really cool right you know let's let's do this instead i'm done with that you know <laughs> and like yeah that's exactly right there's so many niches in real estate there is. That yeah you pick from and you know and you know me so i have i have my niche is wholesaling obviously because i got really good at it but yeah. there's so many extra strategies that you can do within within wholesaling you can buy the properties yourself at wholesale and or you can flip into an investor or you can buy and hold so there's so many avenues you can go that direction so some my dilemma nowadays is when i have a uh, a property i'm like should i flip it should i buy and hold it you know so it's a good thing it's a good problem to have because before it was just like oh i need to find a property to to do something with <laughs> that was the other way around i was like oh man should i make you know this money now or this money later or this yeah. money now and later you know depending on the deal so but yeah you, uh, my i would i would recommend to anybody is to focus on the niche and get really good at it and then once that's automated do other stuff you know like ebay amazon whatever you want to get into you know coaching whatever it is um because there's there's no cap to whatever you want to do you know there's there's so many things you can do exactly yeah i know it's kind of tough to kind of like well at least it's tough for me to kind of like train your brain to literally like just focus on one thing at a time and literally just like block out everything else you know and like just because of like the the information overload you know of like constantly listening to podcasts and reading books and you know talking to people like yourself and like you hear all these different things like all the time you know and just try to be like you know or i guess try to have like the self-awareness to be like oh that's like literally the coolest thing in the world but it doesn't necessarily fit the vision for what i'm trying to do right now right you know like maybe in the future like you know maybe write it down or whatever like that's really cool but it doesn't fit what i'm trying to do Right. You know, like I'm trying to learn that lesson right now. And like, yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, like yeah. this, this, there really is so much out there. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, sometimes you get what's called FOMO, right? FOMO. I've learned yeah. that, uh, that phrase the other day, which is called fear of missing out. Yep. You think you're missing out on an opportunity. So, I mean, you should definitely look at all opportunities that you have. Yeah. But as long as you're doing it though, like you actually have to pay put action into it so there's one thing to read about it and learn about it there's another thing to actually put stuff into action so 
Exactly. Um, I mean, there's always, there's always people that have multiple streams of income, which is great, and you should definitely do that. But there's always going to be one niche, in my opinion, that's going to make you the most money. And yeah. uh, for me, for me, it, it's so easy for me to say, okay, I'm not going to do drop shipping right now. I'm not going to do eBay. I'm not going to do too much crypto. It's so easy for me to say, I'm so good at my niche right now that I'm making good money that I'm going to keep doing it and make as much money as I can so I can automate it as much as I, as I can so I can take part of that money and invest it in different businesses. Yeah. So for me, it's easy for me to be like, nope, next, because you know, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can I can focus on what I'm doing. So I know in the beginning, it's hard to really concentrate on one thing because, because I, 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 like I told you, I was doing eBay, I was doing Amazon. I was like, what if this? What if I do this? That, exactly. that, that, boom, this looks all so good. But you really got to ask that question yourself, what you want to focus on first and really drive that through and see if it'll work. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. What is something that you thought about business, networking, or wealth creation that kind of changed as you went along? Mm -hmm. Let's see, what's something that you thought about business, networking, or wealth creation that you changed as you went along? Hmm. I think networking. I think networking before I didn't really think I had a uh I didn't really like networking. I didn't really yeah. have to go out there and meet people and talk to them and then be like, hey, here's my business. But I recently went to an event. Um it was an invite-only event of investors mm -hmm. not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And I was really reluctant to go. I was like, ah, I really don't want to get dressed up and go to this meeting. Yeah. Although there's going to be like, like seasoned investors, actual investors actually make big deals. I was like, ah, but anyways, I went anyways, cause it was an invite only, right. It wasn't open to the public. Yep. So I went along, um, and I had a, such a great time. I met a lot of great people out there that were actually doing, getting deals done, really nice people. And I'd never with some of these people that could become a really big potential partnership for deals that come in the future. So I think now I now I I want to be able to network more because there's so much opportunity different people you can meet, you know, physically nowadays. So I think I kind of took that for granted in the beginning because I was just more focused on, okay, I need to get all my stuff together. The leads will come in, the buyers will come in through my funnel, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think nowadays my mentality has been more gears to uh, network more in this in this point in my life. Yeah, I totally agree, man. It's to your point too, like it, it is kind of tough, you know, to kind of get up and, and go to some of those events, especially for, you know, like the first couple of times that you want to go to a meetup or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, to your point, like the people that you meet at those men are like, it can be absolutely crazy, mm -hmm. like absolutely life-changing, yeah. you know? And, and like, that's what I love about it, man, is like, it's kind of like a dice roll of like you, there's like a bunch of different opportunities that can go on like and it's right. much bigger than you know people just kind of passing out business cards well hopefully it is <laughs> depending on your meetup but um yeah yeah you know and like just to to really make some of those good connections and yeah. um it's it's something special yeah you know and like people are doing deals together and like you know just giving advice to each other yeah and especially in like you know the real estate investing community like 
with it being such a, a team sport, you know, I feel like a lot more people just kind of want to like genuinely help each other out. Yeah. You know, and like it, it's because I remember like right off the bat, you know, before going to my first meetup, I thought, you know, oh, no, like real estate investing, it's going to be such a cutthroat thing. Like, you know, people aren't going to want to, you know, talk to you if you're not doing deals and like, you know, they're going to be mad if you're in the same like city as you or something. And yep, yep. like, that's, that's not it at all, man. You know, like it, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, if you want to buy like on the same street that I'm looking at, I'm like, hell yeah, dude, like, let's get you that house. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, exactly. it's, it's just a really wholesome, like, yep. Some, somebody said it on the podcast a while back, you know, it's like, there's enough pie for everybody, yeah. you know, and like just kind of helping each other out. And it's, it's really something special. Land you know, of abundance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. A lot of people are like that. They, they want to network and work together and try to get stuff done. I remember um, a while ago, like five years ago, there was this one investor, right? <laughs> that was the opposite of this. Of what we're talking about. He wasn't too happy. Yeah. Because um, he was getting, he was going to appointments where I was going to, and I was getting the deals. Yeah. And then I don't know how he got my phone number, but he calls me. He's like, the house you bought and sold, I've been there. I bought that house. I mean, I was going to buy the house, but you went there and you, and you, and you offered way more than I did but you got it done anyways. And he was a little bit of, I don't know how to say aggressive, but he wasn't very, to say that he wasn't very happy. I was in his market. (laughs) He had that tone of voice. And when he, when he, when I saw him physically and I I approached him, I said, Hey, I mean, it's Anwar. I'm in this market. I just started doing wholesaling. He was like a little bit upset about it. And it was an (laughs) older, it was an older gentleman. He was, must've been like in his fifties. I'm like, wow, he's not very happy about me being in this market. But he was the only objection, the only the only guy that was kind of like not very too happy because I guess he was killing it yeah. in that market. And then now he has this, this younger guy coming in, starting to get traction in deals that he wasn't very happy because he was, I guess I was going to the same appointments that he was going to. Yeah. Um, but it was just funny. It just made me think about that. Uh, but overall, everyone, everyone just wanted to work together. You know, I had investors like, hey, any deals you have, I'll buy them off of you. Whatever you make, I don't care. Yep. Deal. So there is a, a large 90 percent, 99 percent of it is, you know, investors want to work with you. So definitely go out there networking. And, and I didn't do that enough in the beginning. I probably would have been a lot better off if I started that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you live and learn, man. You know, like you said, like you're super focused on, you know, like building the systems and like building the machine and getting that up and running and oiled and everything. Right. You know, and that that's another part that you have to do as well. You know, like (laughs) it's, it's just, I feel like it's just kind of finding the balance of, you know, like having those people, um, you know, and making that team and everything for, you know, when those situations come along where you're going to need those specialists as well as, you know, building that separate machine on like, you know, how are you going to get those leads to come in? And like, you know, how are you going to do this, that, the other, um, like who's going to buy them, you know, like if you're doing wholesaling and stuff and like, right. Just, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's just kind of like the multiple, multiple pieces, I guess. And, you know, just kind of, I guess, keeping a balance. Um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's just exactly right. That's exactly right. You got to keep a balance between all that. You know, you got 
network, especially in the beginning, you know, yeah. you want to encourage people to encourage you together and what you're doing in the, and within that same community. Exactly. I, I feel like that's a big one, especially, you know, just uh, because the, like, you know, some of those people are like-minded and, yeah. you know, like you'll be upgrading each other's mindsets, like, you know, just from interacting with each other and yeah, like it drives me nuts, man. Like the amount of times that like I've had, you know, just regular, like, you know, shoot the breeze type of conversations with people. And like, they'll say like literally like one sentence, like one little thing. Yeah. And like that literally changed everything for yeah. me. Like, yeah. especially like a year ago, man, like somebody, uh, shout out to Nate Swift. I, I think he was, um, like guest number three or something like that, like way back when literally like I was talking to him on Instagram one night, man. And I was like, Oh, you know, like I only have a year in at my, my day job. I'm like, you know, I got to have that two years and everything. And he's like, dude, you're ready. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, you're ready. I'm like, what? <laughs> because what I told him was I did a year of community college, you know, and then had enough of it and then, you know, dropped out and then went to work. He's like, dude, like check with the lender, but you might be able to count that year of college as well as your year of, um, you know, W-2 and the bank might be good with that. And I'm like, yeah. no, no way. You know, so sure as anything, you know, I reach out to somebody else to find like a loan officer that they recommend. And I got pre-approved shortly after that. Wow. Literally like, wow. it's just, it's little things like that, that Those like, nuggets. I feel like you just kept, that just kind of come along when you're talking to people, you know, man, like literally one sentence in like an Instagram conversation completely wow. changed everything by a year. That's crazy. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. It's little I mean, things like that, you know, and like it's just from just from talking to people and like wow. yeah, a hundred percent, man. I mean, that's you know? crazy. You I didn't never know. know. I didn't even know they would do that, count that as 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 a as a pay period or something. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wow. so I mean, I'm not a loan officer, so I'm not a hundred percent sure how they like I know. Yeah in my case, they were able to use, because I was like technically full-time school. Okay. Um, they were able to use one of those years towards my pre-approval as like a year of income. Wow. And then along with my actual year of income from my W-2. So wow. then you had your two years of income. And it, it's like, I would have never knew that if I wasn't just out, you know, like talking to people. And like, I don't, I don't say that, like, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying like anybody can do this you know what i mean like and that right. goes for anything you know like whether you're trying to find contract is like oh you know right. i'm looking for a contract like how would you kind of vet somebody or right. um you know like an inspector or something like that like how right. would you kind of go out and do that or you know what kind of loan programs are out there like literally just from having regular conversations and like just Definitely. interacting with like these like-minded people yeah like yeah there's oh. such an infinite ROI, you know, for mindset and like things might take a lot shorter than you thought. Like, cause there's a lot of things that like other people are doing that like you don't know. Right. You know, and same thing for them. You know, you might be doing things that they don't know about. And it just, I don't know. It's just like, there's so much value in like just getting out there and talking to people, shooting the breeze. And yeah, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You get those those one two nuggets that yeah. everybody can give you that can propel you. Yep. You know, ten steps forward. So, 
it's it's I definitely 100% agree with you. I always look for those nuggets. You know, you may have like if you may go to a seminar that's like I don't know a week long, yep. you may just get that only one word, one nugget, but that's gonna be the thing that's gonna propel you. Exactly. So, yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, and even through just listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos or reading books, man, like these nuggets are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and like. That's, that's one of the things I really love about, you know, real estate too, is like how much knowledge is actually out there. Mm. And, you know, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like really easy to go get, but yeah. you know, the thing is, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, when we were talking was to be able to get that knowledge and then be able to actually take action and apply it. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of the big thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's you got to take the knowledge. It's it's key, but nothing's gonna happen if you don't do it at all. Exactly. So you you, you got to do it, and yeah, it's and people. It's a lot of people get stuck with analysis paralysis, and that could be very dangerous because then you sit in there and not do anything because you want it to be perfect, but nothing's gonna be perfect. You just got to take calculated risks so yep. that everything goes well. So, um, but yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's. I, t- I had a friend of mine like a few years ago came over. He, he brought me out to lunch. He wanted to, to get started, right? And then we're sitting out having lunch and he says, I want to get started. I'm like, okay, great. Do you know this, this, this? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he knew everything about it. I was like, okay, well, what's, what's wrong? And he's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Why haven't you guys started? Yeah. He's like, well, you know, should I do this? I'm like, listen, you, you told me everything that i was going to tell you to do you have the knowledge all you have to do now is do it yeah do it and what yeah, happened yeah. Diddy closed his first deal a month later i'm like I told you <laughs> you just gotta do it <laughs> you just gotta do it yeah you just gotta do it and now, um, now he's buying you lunch <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well i, I helped him, help him close his first i don't know five tenth deal or something like that and we JV all of them. So we split profits on that because I, I coached him through it. Yeah. But I didn't have to tell him, you know, what to say, what to do. He just kind of brought me the deals. And I said, okay, yeah, we go this direction. But he had all the knowledge to get started. He just he was just stuck in, in the, oh, what if this? What if that? No, you really got to go, okay, step one, do this. Okay, action. Step two, yeah. okay, action. So you got to follow up with the action. Otherwise, you'd be stuck. Yeah. I love that, man. That's so true. Yeah. Ooh, Anwar, what is your best piece of advice to new investors that, well, uh, we actually kind of talked about quite a bit, but um, your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio or get started in, in wholesaling or it's up yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. So for rental, I mean, I don't have a huge, I, I sold my, my, my last property in 2018 yeah. that I was renting. So for me to get started, what I did was I had a house back in, I bought a house in 2009, right? I was living in the house and it was a single family home. And I, and then in 2014, 15, that's when I started wholesaling and started flipping properties. And then I had the option to sell the house and buy a new house, right? Or, or, or rent somewhere else and rent my own house and have a cash flow going on. So yeah. what I did was, since I already had a house, I said to my wife, let's go rent somewhere and rent our house. And this is how much money we'll get on a monthly basis and we'll have a cash flow going on. 
So we were cash flowing on this single family house, right? It was it was great. And then and then it was great. So that's how I got started with the cash flow. That was my first cash flowing property and the first property I bought as a, as a rental. I kind of inherited, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so yeah, so I had that one, and then eventually, like, like after a year, she stopped paying. She had some financial issues. I had to evict her, and thank God I had the funds to be able to um, to to hold a mortgage while I was evicting her. It took about eight months or something like that. Um, and one moral of the story for that one is if you're going to buy a rental, never buy a single family house. Make sure you buy a two or three because, you know, if one is not paying, the other ones are paying still. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, definitely buy a two family, three family. Um, if you, in my opinion, if you're going to buy an investment property as a cash flow property first, make sure you have a stable job, a mm-hmm. job that if the tenants are not paying, you can take care of the mortgage because you don't want to foreclose. So start out with a good job. I know a guy. So let me tell you a quick story. I know a guy that got started with me back in 2014. We had a conversation. He's like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, okay, great. He had a good paying job, a software, a software job. Very nice guy. This guy's awesome. And he's like, I want to hold rentals as my, as my, as my, you know, my goal. My goal is to hold rentals. I'm like, okay, great. So I saw him five years later. I saw him uh, like two weeks ago. I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, yeah, I got 33 units. I'm like, wait, what? You have 33 units? <laughs> like, yeah. It's been no big deal, day. you know. <laughs> no big deal. And he's like, he, and all this good stuff. I'm like, that's amazing, man. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of him. And then uh, and I'm like, so you must have quit your job, right? He's like, no, I still have my job. I'm like, what? You have 33 units and you still work in your day job? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what's what's holding you back? He's like, man, to be honest with you, he's like, you know, I just, you know, it's my tradition. You know, he's um, he's Middle Eastern. And, you know, and I think his tradition is to, a lot of them is to work, mm-hmm. uh, have a day job. But he says, you know, this year I'm on target to hit 50 units and I'm going to quit my job this October when I, when I, you know, when I quit my job. So, so the reason why I brought his story up is because he had a cushion job and mm-hmm. when he get loans, the loan people would look at his, his W-2 to see if he's able to qualify. And then as he started building up his portfolio, he started to get, you know, better and better and better with getting loans and stuff like that. And he had a cushion jobs. And then you can put your job when every single one is cash flowing, in my opinion. Um, you know, That's for, huge, man. Yeah. Um, so don't quit your job until... Until you have an MBA, major bank account, you know, or you know, I've never heard that before. The major yeah. bank account MBA, I love that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I heard that from so funny. That's <laughs> like I've never went to college, but I got an MBA. I'm like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> bank account. I'm like, wow. Ah, that's what I want. I want an MBA. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get an MBA one day, and I'm not gonna go to college. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so just to say the least, I graduated and I got my MBA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think you know having your job until you're you're set yourself up is is key when you yeah. begin the beginning. That's super valuable, man, especially for you know some of those bigger units. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, like if you're looking for, you know, like a three or a four family, you do have the extra safety of, you know, if half the building doesn't pay, right. you know, a good amount of the mortgage might still be covered, you know, depending on what your situation is or whatever. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, but also having that, like, if things totally, you know, hit the fan, you're still able to step in and, and cover that you know, like exactly like you did with the single family, you know, right. and not put yourself in a, a really bad situation because you over leveraged and, um, right. you know, it was a lot more than you could chew. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. You don't want to jump without having a game plan, you know, so you definitely want to plan it out, you know, whether you have funds in the bank that will wait to hold you over for six months to 12 months or have a job that can pay the mortgage if your tenants not paying it, you know, and, Obviously, if you have 33 units, if one building's not paying, you'll be able to pay with the other profits from the other buildings. So it, it all kind of weighs out. So I mean, yeah. if the goal is to, to quit your job, you know, you got to keep your job until your cash flow properties can replace that income, obviously. So um, I always tell people, don't quit your job. And even if you hate your job, it's paying your bills. But keep that job until you so you can pay for marketing so you can pay to get the lead so you can pay to put foot on the table yep. until you get you know i mean a lot of people are brave and they go out there and they quit the job without any funds i mean that's all for it but you're gonna have a much harder <laughs> time you're gonna be more stressed yeah exactly you know especially having that um obligation you know if you leave a w2 job like way too early and kind of throwing yourself, you know, into the fire essentially, because now like you literally have to perform to put food on the table. You know, right. I'm like, <laughs> right. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it for some people, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I, I feel like for most, you know, just to kind of stay conservative and make sure, you know, at least you can always eat. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. You know, it's, have, it's or, or have a game plan, you know, as long as you have a game plan, not just jumping out of way. Oh, everything's gonna work out because no, that we don't live in la la land, you know. So you you hope for things to get better, but you plan for things to go well. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Ooh, last one, Anwar. I know. I know you read. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, if you had to pick favorites, what is your favorite business investing or real estate book? that you would recommend to anyone? So and I know it's tough. <laughs> that, is a tough that is a tough one. I read so many good books. Right. It's a, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, I'll say some of my favorites. Go for I it. Yeah. I have a top, I don't know if I have a top favorite, but the EMF is really good. You probably read yeah. that one. That was that, was, that one uh, really hit me hard, like a lot, <laughs> yeah. like permanent rewiring kind of kind of thing. Emotionally, yeah. I mean that one yeah. that one hit home for me. Um, that was a good one. Definitely read that one. Um, let's see what else. I'm trying to think. Obviously, the Rich Dad series are really good. The Cash mm -hmm. Quadrant is really good. I, I, yeah, I like the cash flow quadrant a lot just because it puts your mind into perspective as to 
okay, do you want to be a W-2 and work for the man and never, you know, get ahead, be a subcontractor and still not, you know, being able to get to your goals yep. uh, or, or be, you know, uh, I think they call it a business owner where you, you control your business, you have employees, or you become an investor where you have all this money that now you can invest in different, different things. So I think that's very key, that book to really help people switch their mentalities from traditional, you know, getting a degree, get a job to, to focus in their minds. Like, okay, what are the talents that I can use to better myself and my family, you know? So yeah, the cash flow quadrant and the rich that series are really good to help people transition their minds from like employees to like business owners, because, you know, if you want to become wealthy, in my opinion, you got to be a business owner. You got to yeah. be an investor. You know, I mean, you you have. I mean, otherwise, if you're gonna be a CEO of a of a major corporation like Apple or whatever Microsoft, but then, but then who knows? You know, if you create your own wealth, it's 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 probably more certain than yeah. it is work up the ranks in a company because they can lay you off and they can have a bad month and they lay a bunch of people off and you can be included so if you exactly. want to become wealthy in my opinion you got to have your own business i totally agree man mm-hmm. i know those are some really really good ones like the, yeah. the e-myth man like that one that one literally like that was another one that like really kind of punched me in the face i guess you could say you know to have like a have a that like growth in your mindset i guess you know yeah. like just the the concept of process and like standard operating procedures and everything and and just kind of like I, I don't know like that book was just something else you know yeah. that that's definitely like a a really really important one to me like top five <laughs> yeah it talks a lot about the technician right like the yeah. person that's like a hairdresser, for example, yep. they're, they're specialists, right? You can't double yourself because you are the only specialist. So you have to physically be there because that person that's going to get their hair done wants you to do their hair, right? That's when you become a specialist, you become a subcontractor, and you, it's hard for you to delegate that yourself. So yeah, that is, which is fine. It's okay. I mean, my wife is a hairdresser and she has her own business, you know? And she makes a ton of money. She makes great money. Um, and, you know, she, if she if she wanted to, she could have worked five days a week. And I didn't have to work. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I, I can stay home and be like, oh, we're good. We don't have to ever work. You're going to have the pool days all the time. <laughs> all day, every day. You know, why, why should I work? She makes great money. No, but she... Um, She's great. She loves, you know, we have three children and she wants to, she, she's actually works three days a week and, you know, and she, she's, she's dwindling down more and more and more away from work because she wants to spend more time at home. Um, and she loves doing hair. She said, even if she said, even if I was like Jeff Bezos, a multi-billionaire, she will still work because she loves what she does. She just loves yeah. doing hair. But so the book was talking about being a technician that, you know, you have to be there, you have to do it, you know, but if you really want to become a business, a wealthy business, you got to take yourself out of it and really um, delegate that and really create a system and people, personnel to really expand that. 
because uh, to tell you the truth, I mean, for you to grow, you need you need you need people, you need networking, you need you need good people, and I'm starting to learn that right now heavily, um, because I've been hitting I've been hitting a lot of ceilings in my business lately, where it's like, oh shoot, I can't do everything. I need I need talented people now because I'm up to my max, and I can't do more if I'm I'm stuck with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and then even though it's going to be hard, like the email for side, but it's going to be hard. You're going to cry. You're going to sweat. At the end of the day, you're, you're a champ. You, you, you're, it's worthwhile you're, what you're doing because at the end of the day, you're going to create success for your family, for yourself, for everyone. And it's ethical. You know, it's not like you're doing something bad. Exactly. And yeah. It's, it's meaningful work. You know, it's meaningful work. Exactly. And to some degree, you've done that already you know, with having like a couple of VAs and stuff, like you've already delegated some things, yeah. you know, and just kind of sitting in that, is it like the manager, the manager, the technician? And I don't know, I forget. It's been a while, but yeah, you know, just kind of sitting in that, like, you know, CEO type of role and just kind of like keep delegating the things that, um, you know, where your time isn't best efficiently spent. Right. That's yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's different. So, you know, I, I know CEOs that are like multi, multi, multi-millionaires, but they're, they're already past the, the, the exotic cars, the exotic houses, the exotic foods, the exotic. So they've already done all that, hit the seven one, but now they're, they're, their passion comes from creating a business and seeing where it would go, right? Yeah. Where it would go. So it becomes like a, your baby, you're emotional to it, right? Yeah. So that I, 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 I don't know if I'll ever see myself at the beach doing nothing. I think I always want to be doing something, you know, with investing or business or something because that's it's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fun. We're both that right now. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's... It's definitely we're we're on the right path. You and whoever else is listening is on the right path to seek wealth and freedom and whatever the dreams are that you want. You know, it's all done through business ownership. You're right, definitely, mostly. And if <laughs> and if you look at Forbes, most of the millionaires are are, are real estate people. Yeah, mostly. it's insane. It's it's literally just something else you know it's <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's really its own its own thing i yeah. guess you know its own kind of asset class like just with the control and the possibility and the creativity and yeah it's, of, it's like no other a lot of wealth is made through real estate that's for sure yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yep i could talk to you for hours and where um where on social media can you be found, man? Like the businesses, yourself, where can yeah. I shout you out? Yeah. So let's see. So I have three different accounts. I got, yep. so I have, a, I have a personal account, which is just Anwar Rennes. Um, my, my first and last name. Um, I just put personal stuff with me, what I do on a daily basis. Then I have my, my business accounts, which is uh, my, uh, Home Cash Solutions, which is all the properties that we buy and sell and we have mass wholesale homes which is our uh dispositions company that sell all of our properties to investors so yeah that's usually where you can find me and, and facebook same situation 
Awesome, man. Yeah, I'll definitely drop those in the description down below. And uh, yeah, guys, go give Anwar a follow. <laughs> go thank connect. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. No, I appreciate it for having me. It was yeah. very fun. Thank you so much, man. That that was a ton of fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, same wow. here. I had a fun. I mean, I love talking about real estate, motivation, you know, entrepreneurship. I'm like you. I can talk about it all day. <laughs>